Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast, episode 26. My good buddy, Mike Baldwin. Today, we're going to talk about Biden clearly being compromised by China and what a piece of shit he is in general. Um, all the chemical spills, fires, and train derailments occurring throughout the country. Why the media isn't reporting on them. Uh, probably touch on the Damar Hamlin interview a little bit. Maybe talk about the Jelaine Maxwell interview, and we've got all kinds of videos to break down. So, uh, yeah, there's always a lot to talk about, and today is no exception on that. And uh, how you doing today, Mike? Hey, I'm okay. How you doing? Or I'm good. Should I talk longer than that? Hey, I'm good. We've got a great <laughs> show today. We have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm just tired. I've been on the road. It, it's weird. Like I, I go weeks with no work, and I'm like, God, I would literally go anywhere right now to do comedy. And then I do three weeks on the road and I'm like, God, man, I need a vacation or something like this is all getting crazy. Yeah, I I, I made a conscious decision to kind of take the first I was going to take like three months off and just like do all these things like for my health and whatever. And it ended up being more like six weeks before I started accepting work and uh yeah, last night I did a. I, I I'm going to I'm going to Fort Worth, Texas this weekend to do hyenas, and I haven't done a headline set like a full headline set in like two months, which is like the longest I've ever been without being on stage for like a real show. And so I'm like, I need to go do 45. So there's this great guy in about an hour from my house that lets me go up pretty much whenever I want, and uh, he booked me to do a 45 minute set and. It went well, and I did some new stuff, and I put it in all the right places, and, and you'd be surprised how conservative California actually is. Like, I feel like Los Angeles and Hollywood and San Francisco and all that, uh, and some places in Northern California, they kind of screw it up for the rest of the country, um, you know, because everyone thinks California, we're all just nutbags out here, and we all signed up for this shit, when in reality... Everyone I talk to seems way more conservative than, you know, and we both think the election was stolen. And they they decided that they won, you know, that Biden won in 20 minutes. I'm like, how can you how can you possibly know in 20 minutes that he won, you know, in like a landslide in California? And I just don't buy it, dude. I think that it's just and when they had that recall for him. Um, when what's his name, Larry Elder was running against him and all that. Yeah. I don't think he won that either. I think they were just like, yeah, go ahead recall him. We, we got something in place for that too. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, California is definitely one of the like corrupt States, but I, I'd never have thought that every person there is corrupt. Like if anything, it's, it's sort of like New York and like, if you go up to the Syracuse area or like, uh, oh, I can't think of any other New York, like Albany and whatnot, like they're a yeah. lot more red, maybe not Albany as much, but Syracuse for sure. And up there in like the, what do they call that? Uh, upstate New York. Yeah, upstate New York. Basically yeah. everywhere else in New York except New York City, but that's what sucks because a shitload of people live in New York city and live in LA and San Francisco and whatnot. So California is like, Hey, we got a hundred million people and 80 million of them live in LA and San Francisco. I'm sure those numbers are wrong, but 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the rest of the state can't keep up. And that, well, but that's every big city. Every big city is Democrat, Democrat run and kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was listening to something last night on the way home. Speaking of st- statistics, I don't have ready for people, but like most mass shootings and most, uh, the highest crime rates and all that are in all these democratic led uh, giant cities that are supposed to be so, and you know, and they had the most stringent gun laws and all that shit. Like, I can't believe I was ever one of those people that thought like, well, they shouldn't, if they just didn't sell those guns that the automatic rifles and all that, then there wouldn't be these mass shootings when, you know, it's just common sense that criminals don't go through the normal channels to get a gun or batshit crazy people you know, if you took away like assault rifles or whatever you want to call them, there would crazy people who still wanted to kill 10 or 20 people would find a way to do it. You know, whether it was with a knife or a regular handgun or, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just, that's why you hear those stories in foreign countries about a crazy guy going off and attacking <laughs> people with a sword or some shit. Cause yeah, like maybe they took all their guns away, but these crazy assholes are still crazy assholes. And even in that situation, like I would be like, God, if we all just had a sword, somebody could have stopped this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, no swords, no more swords. And then it's the same argument again. It's like that guy didn't like fill out his paperwork to buy a sword. Like these yeah. guys aren't these most criminals are not going to a gun shop to buy a gun or they're not going to a gun show to buy a gun. Like most criminal weaponry is being sold out of the trunks of cars and shit, like guns that fall off the back of trucks and that kind of stuff. And they file off the serial number or whatever. And, and it's, it's just a gun to sell to whoever, you know, like those are the crime guns. Like it's the same with abortion. Guns are the same as abortion because (laughs) Like it's like one percent of the of the really bad ones that people talk about are that's what they're trying to stop. With abortion, they're like I was doing a show in the middle of fucking Illinois over the weekend in a town that was tiny. Like it was one of those shows where everybody that lived in the town was at the show. Um but I was talking to this guy outside when I was smoking and, and he said something about, we were talking about weed being legal. And I was like, yeah, Missouri just legalized their weed too. And he was like, yeah, well, hopefully that's step one. And hopefully pretty soon they'll make it to where 10 year old rape victims don't have to have babies. And I just, I was just like, yep, hopefully. Cause I didn't want to argue with him and be like, dude, that's like point zero 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 one percent of all of the abortions that are trying to be had in Missouri right now. Like, yes, that's maybe a thing that happens sometimes and it's fucking terrible, but most abortion issues could be solved by girls, not fucking dudes freely. Right. But we don't talk about that at all. We're just like, it should be the women's choice. And it's like, yeah, it is the women's choice 99.99999% of the time to fuck a guy or not. Like, sure, we can outlaw or like encourage abortions or whatever for anybody that's raped or anybody that's under whatever age. Like, I'm all for that. But that still leaves 99% of them 
that we're not talking about. So that's the same as guns in that most gun crimes are committed by gang shit and like big city kind of stuff. The guy who goes and shoots up a school or whatever, that's like 0.00 whatever percent of all of the gun shit. But we're trying to outlaw the way that that guy got his gun instead of trying to work on the other 99% of gun shit, which is like why we need cops on the street being like, what's in the trunk of that fucking car right there? I want to see. Hey, we got a whole bunch of guns over here. Everybody up against the wall, like that kind of shit. It's like if you do a cruise ship, which I've never done, but I've heard stories about like if one person complains, that's enough to get you fired. There could be 300, 500, 1,000 people in the audience. And if one person has a problem with something you did, that can be grounds to get you fired. Or if you get like three or four of those, they can get you, they they can fire you. You know, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. It's absurd. It's fucking crazy that, that we're, you know, that's the society we live in and we cater to the minority not talking about races just the 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 the, one guy who's like my feelings are hurt yeah i mean i've I've talked to comedy club owners about this before that sort of thing and it's like nobody ever complains that the guy just wasn't that funny they only complain when the guy says something shitty that like hurts their heart or whatever you know so he was like, that's why we just don't book these offensive people. We want clean people because we never have a problem with them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just me being devil's advocate or whatever, but it still sucks. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I want to talk about the things that I want to talk about, somebody's going to be mad at me. Yeah. And it's human nature to, like, you know, we've talked about before, but the, to focus on the negative. Like, last night, somebody put a comment on one of my YouTube videos that was just kind of mean and like jesus dude you know like why (laughs) you know he's like i will not be coming to your show at hyenas this weekend it's a good thing i check out the videos because i found this one to be cringe and all this shit and i and you know the logical part of me is like well dude there's a hundred comments underneath it that say you're great and they love this video or whatever and don't focus on this one asshole you know but it's so hard to do that sometimes, you know? Like, that was the first thing I thought about when I woke up this morning. It was just like, <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah, that dick. Yeah, I, I had a dude on Twitter last week that said uh, something along the lines of just, like, you know, not funny, dude, or something like that. And then he made another comment and was like, and you paid for a blue check mark, Jesus Christ, or something like that. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, why are you shitting all over me like we have a past or something? Yeah, I know. You know what, though, man? Like we were talking about last week about praying and stuff. And part of being a Christian is like forgiving people. And this morning I I prayed about it and I, you know, I prayed for that guy. I was like, I don't know what's going on in that guy's life that he feels like he just needs to reach out to people. Instead of just not coming to my show, he's like, and I need to tell him he sucks. You know, so I'm like, whatever's going on with that guy, I pray that it gets resolved and he can get let go of some of that anger, you know. And when I do that kind of shit, it makes me feel better. You know, so I said that on stage over the weekend, as a matter of fact, because uh, I we had rough shows. Friday night was just fucking old people. The show started at eight. They had a buffet with like steak and fried chicken and stuff that started at five thirty. So all these old people (laughs) got there at five thirty, ate to their heart's desire, got done eating by like six thirty and then just had to sit there like full and feeling like shit. 
and then wait for a comedy show. It was rough. And then Saturday was this bar and it was packed. But there was one lady in there who I wish that I had thought of this then looked like she was super hot like 20 years ago and had just been consistently drinking every night since then. <laughs> I didn't, rem- I didn't think to say those things at the time, but I did a, a joke about something that doesn't matter, and it just got no response at all. And then, like, two seconds later, she goes, nope, next. And it was just weird and bad, and I was like, you don't have to say that. Like, you not laughing tells me how unfunny you think that was. Like, you don't have to vocalize it to me. But I was like, I, I'm sure that there's something that's going on in your heart that's causing you to be mean to me right now, and I will pray for you. Yeah, something about something about uh, our profession, people uh, in sports, you know, people think it's okay to just say the meanest shit possible to us. Or like, I was talking about race one time in Indianapolis, and this lady from the the right was like, um, was like, move on, and I was like. You know, I was about to move on, but now I'm going to talk for five more minutes about it because you're being a rude bitch. <laughs> you know, I just, I just can't, I can't let those the kind of things go, or at least I used to not be able to. Um, and comedy's just so weird, anyway. Like last night, I was killing, and then I did some joke and just got nothing. And I'm like, really? Like we had such a nice flow going. Like how did it just go from that to that? Like you know, it's a weird deal. Yeah, um, and for me, I was talking, I rode there with another guy and we were talking in the car on the way back. And it's like it part of the performance of doing comedy is like the audience's lines are ha 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 ha. And so like when I say a thing, I'm expecting them to say their line. And then that leads me into my next line. But when I say a punchline and they don't laugh my head just blanks dude and i don't i can't even remember what was supposed to come next in the performance because i'm like you fucked your lineup like what i don't even know what we're talking about anymore <laughs> so it's like I, the the worse that a show is the worse that it can get and yeah. it's just like god if i would just do my normal real act in front of these people with all the right words in the right places they'd probably kind of like me but since they didn't give me anything on those first few, like now I'm not even into it. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird weekend. I still had fun, but yeah, you know, you know the difference as a comic, how it feels to fucking totally crush a room and how it feels to just do fine. And I just did fine. Yeah. I tell people all the time. I'm like, if crowds knew how much better we are when they're good, they would always be good. You know, like it makes all the difference in the world, you know, if they just laugh or it's like it's like if I'm, if I'm sitting here having a conversation with you and you don't respond to me, you know, I'm just going to stop talking to you. But when you're doing stand up and they don't, like you said, give their line or respond to you, it's just like it's crazy how you can feel like such a rock star and like such a fucking dork, like in the, the same, same like night. Yeah. <laughs> in the same night, sometimes you're just like, man. Anyway, yep. we we should do a we should do a podcast where we just talk about comedy so we can purge ourselves of this bullshit for a while. I'm sure but, we could, but I've said yeah. something similar to that on stage before when I'm not doing well and I've said uh comedy is like sex. Like sometimes you wish that you could explain to people 
how much other people have enjoyed it before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I know you think this is going poorly, but I'm doing the exact same thing I've done to lots of other people and they really <laughs> enjoyed themselves. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh dang it. I had something I was going to, Oh, my favorite line to say nowadays to crowds that suck is I'll go, I've been doing comedy for a living a long time. I've been in front of some great crowds, which is how I know that you guys are not one. <laughs> I try to not shit on the entire crowd because usually there's it's one table or like one group or whatever that's yeah causing it to be weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But when I can hear silence, that's when I know fuck these people. And sometimes sometimes, like you said, sometimes people are enjoying it. They're just not like laughers, you know. Right. Like, like the best comment compliment I ever had, one of them was this old man coming up to me and going, You're the best comedian I've ever seen after a really average show. And I was like, Really? Am I the first? And he's like, Nope, but you're the best. And and nobody was laughing. So I was like, you know, sometimes I sometimes I'll watch Dave Chappelle for an hour and not really laugh, but I'm at the end of it, I'm like, Man, he's great, you know? So Yeah. And I tend to sell more T-shirts when I have shows like that because all the people in the audience that didn't laugh will come up to me and be like, hey, I thought you were great. As, yeah. as if they're saying all of these people didn't think that, but I did, so here's money. But when I do really good, people are just like, you were great, bye. And I'm like, all right, thank you. I know, it's a very weird deal. Um, anyway, I'll, let's get yeah. into the news. Yeah, let's get into some shit. Um, what should we talk about first? All the chemical spills? or Actually, we should probably talk about this real quick because I know the least amount about it, but the Jelaine Maxwell list, I did. I have read a couple different things that say that list is supposed to come out soon. I don't know right. what the holdup has been. 60 days, and it's not a list exactly that's coming out. It's just, I think somebody did a FOIA request for documents from the court case that haven't been released yet, and so they're assuming that that list is in those documents, but I don't know if anybody knows for sure, but they have 60 days to bring it out, so it could come out this week, or it could come out a month and a half from now. I don't, it, nobody really knows, but I'm sure we'll all find out the moment it happens. Well, like when people say that, um, you know, they've already seen the list and, you know, so-and-so is on it, people that you would never believe. How do they know? You know, that just... I think that list came from a former or a, a guy that claims to be a former pilot of Epstein. And he kept like his own logbook or whatever of all the people that had gotten on to the plane before. And the list is much longer than the names that we see, but it's a bunch of names that we've never heard of before. So it would be interesting to get like the entire list of everyone who ever flew there. Cause I bet there's a bunch of like government people and like, you know, whatever, like name, like the, the fucking cameraman from Hollywood movies instead of like, you know, uh, what's his name? The guy who's in jail for, Whatever it doesn't matter. Did, did uh, who was the guy that was on the God? He's been, Kevin Spacey. Is he? In, he's not in jail, right? Even though he's people know he's like raped boys and shit. I don't <laughs> think that he is, but um, he it could be. I don't know. God, I hate thinking about him because Seven was so good, and uh, what's the president show? Um, 
Uh, that's what I was trying to remember. Like um, Netflix's first big hit, whatever that's called. I can't think of it off the top of my head. We'll think of it. It's somebody screaming it right now at the computer. It's fucking called that, you idiot. But that was so <laughs> good. Like the first three seasons of that was so well done. And then, yeah, they tried to keep it going with his wife or whatever. And it just wasn't, it didn't hold up without him. So it sucks. Like, but it's the same feeling that I have when bill cosby got in got caught you know yeah i was like fuck the cosby show's really good yeah and then the and, same thing happened with roseanne yeah and and how hot was robin wright Penn? she's one of those rare women who gets hotter as she ages and she was great in that show too that i god i can't think of the freaking name of it we used to watch it all the time um uh, anyway yeah it's it's got like a, <laughs> a negative word in it I'm pretty sure. God damn it. I'm an idiot. If this is, <laughs> this is like uh, playing Pictionary or whatever, and other people like know the obvious answer, and your partner yeah. is just like, yeah, you know, turtle. It's a turtle. And you're like, it's not a <laughs> fucking turtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, somebody said that show was based on the Clintons, which I don't know how they would know that, but um, it seems kind of legitimate, you know. And they also had like those videos with like the false flag videos, like, all right, we're going to film a guy getting his head cut off, but he's not really getting his head cut off. Clearly, we're just this is just a propaganda video. And when you watch shows like that, you're like, man, that doesn't seem beyond the realm of possibility that they could do that with just about any situation. You know, just be like, uh, here's a guy getting murdered or here's a building getting blown up, you know, even though this happened back in 1984 or something, you know, like House of Cards, House of Cards. There you go. Did you think of that or did you look that shit up? Nope, I just looked it up. But it is interesting because uh, there's a show, I think it's on Netflix, it might be on something else. I think it's called <laughs> White Noise and it has Adam Driver in it. And uh, it's about like, a, I don't know if a train actually derails or somehow there's like a chemical that gets spilled into the air and uh, whatever, antics ensue. It's actually pretty good. It ends weird, but Either way, like that movie came out and then a month later there's a train thing in fucking Ohio and there's chemicals all over in the air. And now people are showing videos of like their chickens dead and this guy showed a video of like a creek and all these fish are dead. Somebody else was writing like all the fucking snakes, lizards, like everything is dead that lives yeah. on the ground. So I don't know what the fuck's going on there. And I don't have that video because I, you sent others after that. You sent that one earlier in the day, and it got lost in the, in the mix. So we don't have the train video of the guy talking about that shit. I could probably rig it up. Okay, yeah, that was actually um, that was when my wife sent me. She was like, "You guys should talk about this one on your podcast." I, did, um, I watched the video the other day on another podcast. It's just this Asian dude explaining. God, I wish I could figure out how to share my screen on this fucking app. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so 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 far there have been five, I believe, train derailments, all carrying like hazardous chemicals. And right now as we speak, there's like a five-mile fire going on in Florida. Like it's burning nothing but plastic. Um, let me find it on my phone here real quick. Um, I know I won't be able to now. 
Five trains derailed, one truck spill, and now a massive five-acre industrial fire in Florida burning massive amounts of plastic. Seven ecological disasters in less than two weeks. The ramifications will impact America's food, water, and health for decades to come. We are under attack. I don't know. Ian Smith is who said that, whoever that is. Um, but but he's, he's dead on with what he's saying. Like, that... that you know, and I read this thing today, people were talking about like, oh, that's very common. And I asked a friend of mine who works on the railroad and he hasn't gotten back to me yet about how many train derailments there are per year. Um, but this guy on, on Instagram, I believe, was saying that that happens all the time. There's like a thousand to seventeen hundred that derail every year. And I'm like, that, that seems pretty high to me. And and the fact that they're all these huge chemical spills and that all these uh, food manufacturing plants are all burning down. It, it just seems too coincidental to me, you know, for that to be happening. Yeah, it, it might be, but it also might be whatever the word is, <laughs> confirmation bias or whatever. Like we're looking for this now. So now of course it's, it's going to pop up all the time. And the example that I saw was a guy was like, uh, if apartment fires were in the news, and popular like this for some reason we could find one of those every day because they happen yeah. every day and it's like is that a conspiracy or whatever or are there just a shitload of apartments and statistically one of them's going to catch on fire every day so it's like how many yeah. meat processing plants are there or eggs or whatever like are there 10 or are there five thousand? Right. Like that definitely changes the statistic a little bit. And how many trains are going across America at any given time? What's their definition of a train derailment? Is it like, you know, trying to park the thing for the night and the guy's like, whoa, 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 fuck, back up. We got to get the jack out here, or whatever. Or are they all crashes in the middle of, of nowhere? You know, like, yeah. I, I think because it, it was Pete Buttigieg that said that initially was that he's like, there's a thousand of these a year. So I think that's what the dude was quoting or whatever. But I, I want to know what their definition of of a derailment is, because yeah. I bet there's not a thousand giant crashes every year. I bet there's 20. There can't be. There can't be three giant crashes, which is the, about the average three per day, you know, to where it's like a full on like disaster. I mean, like you're saying, if it's a, if it's a simple thing, like, you know, a hundred thousand people slip and fall every year. Well, did they just hurt their knee or did they break their back and were they paralyzed forever? Like, right. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, and, and how does Pete Buttigieg get these statistics and where did he get them from? Like every time that happens, does the railroad have to mark it down and Pete has access to the, you know, Oh, I'm sure it, to me, it seems like one of those facts that he probably didn't know before <laughs> he did this interview and like walking to the interview, his assistant or whatever was just like, okay, now there's a thousand of these a year. Keep that in mind. Say that. That's what we're really pushing here is that it happens all the time. It's not a big deal. Balloons yeah. floating through the sky. It's no big deal, guys. Don't worry about it. We got it. We got it under control. Yeah, should we talk about the balloons for a second? Like, do you, you know, if Biden is truly in bed with China and all that, it seems like a pretty good ploy to be like, you know, send up some things. We'll say they're from China and I'll shoot them down. So America thinks I'm 
I'm a good president or that I'm on top of stuff or defending the country or whatever. When in reality, it's just a, it's just something to make him look like he is because I don't trust anything that guy does. I don't know if we have the video, but today where the guy's asking him about being compromised with China or whatever. And he's like, he's like, come on, man. And then he just walks away. Yeah, <laughs> They're all I, screaming I, questions. You couldn't really hear the guy ask the question in the video. So no, we don't have that one either. I'm very, okay. uh, I'm slacking today. No, it's all right. I, We've got I have all of these them. videos, but not all, none of them are the ones you wanted. Yeah. Well, some of them I just send you because I'm like, look at this shit, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't, with the balloon thing, I don't know. I don't think that's the reason because <clears throat> they wouldn't have let it fly over America if that was the case. Like, they're like, hey, there's a spy balloon up there, but we don't want to shoot it down until it covers the country. And like, and they were saying it wasn't like just a free floating balloon that was just blowing in the wind. Like it had the ability to fucking shoot little air jets one way or another and like direct where it was going. It had the ability to stop over certain targets. And so we assume we being me and all the other conspiracy theorists in the world, I guess that because biden is in bed with china china was like hey we're gonna send a balloon over don't shoot it down and biden's like okie doke that's what i think that's much more likely but then once the masses found out or whatever and then twitter of course which is becoming the place for truth like that's where you go to find out what the fuck's really going on uh because the balloon and the train thing I think are both good examples of things that 20 years ago we might not have even heard about until after it was all resolved or whatever, you know. But now because of Twitter and I guess the rest of the Internet, too, but I think mainly Twitter, people are like, dude, look at this shit. Look at this video that I just got. And then a million people get to see it and all get to be like, what the fuck is going on? And then that forces the government to be like, all right, there is a balloon. Sorry for not telling you. Yeah. Yeah. um, And before we get into the videos, um, just to put a stamp on what a piece of crap Biden is. um, Did you see the picture I sent you about him holding hands with the the KKK leader? I did. You know, it just it boggles my mind that people don't know what a you know, I took the moral high ground. No, you didn't. Joe Biden is such a bad person. He's just, you know, I was thinking about the other day about how, I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but his wife and child, that got killed by the, killed in a car wreck. And for years he went around telling people that the guy drank his lunch and, and that's what happened. And, and his family after a while was like, will you please stop saying that? That wasn't true at all. You're just making that up. And, you know, when his son Bo died, you know, he's like, when I was sitting there and my son was about to die, I'm thinking, thank God we've got health insurance, you know, that so this won't be so. And I'm like, really? I have a son now. And that's not what I would be thinking about if he was on his deathbed. You know, like he's just he's just the worst kind of person. He's like, well, they're dead. I might as well use their use their, uh, you know, tra- this tragedy to get me some votes or whatever. I mean. And the guy eulogized and looked up to Strom Thurmond and and uh, Robert Byrd and Robert Byrd was in the Klan and Strom Thurmond was a segregationist. It's like, how do people not know this? Can you imagine if there was a picture of Donald Trump holding hands with a Klan member, holding his hand up like this is our guy? 
<laughs> you know, I mean, uh, we should have named this show. Can you imagine? <laughs> we still can. I don't think anybody's tuning in because of the name. Yeah, that's true. Uh, can you imagine all this nonsense? Um, but yeah, I don't know what video you want to show first, but um just uh the one in the middle we'll or actually no the one uh all the way to the left okay Harry unable to play this afternoon and because of the city ordinance he's unable to play but he can walk into the barclays center unmasked i don't get it either yeah i don't get it it just feels like at this point now somebody's trying to make a statement or a point um to flex their authority so Kyrie can sit at the game, but he can't play at the game. And there are people out there who still think this is about our health. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and did you see the DeMar Hamlin interview? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched enough of it to be mm -hmm. like, why would he even, you know, you would think on a news outlet like that, that they would just give him nothing but softball questions. I mean, it's kind of a softball question. Like, how does somebody as healthy as you have a heart attack? Um, but you know, if you're if you're all in on the conspiracy, you wouldn't think that they would even mention it. Even mention it, and well, that's the know. video in the middle. If you want to play that, it's a short clip. Okay. God's way of just using me and uniting the whole world in prayer. After Hamlin was discharged from the ICU, the question on so many minds: What caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition. Could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, that's something I want to stay away from. How are you doing physically? Every morning, every night, you know, I, I take 10 deep breaths to myself. Um, and it, it, it puts everything in perspective for me. Um, so I'm doing great. How about emotionally? I'm still trying to process all the emotions and, the, and the, the trauma that comes from, you know, dealing with a situation like that. Yeah, I did. I found it interesting that they cut. There was an edit there from the time where he goes, uh, to the time that he said, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, like where he takes a long time to answer. I mean, I, I feel like that pause what or the edit was somebody off camera being like he doesn't want to talk about it say you don't want to talk about it and they're like all right go ahead and he's like yeah. i don't want to talk about it yeah because i saw the original video or i don't know original but i saw the an earlier video where he did him haul around for a long time and act like he didn't know how to answer it um but he you know he it seems like also he should have been ready for that question you know like with a sure. canned with a canned answer, you know, like it was just a freak thing or I got hit in the chest or because that's what everyone was saying. Like, if you or get hit he, hard yeah, enough. he should have been like it was commotio cordis, like everyone's been saying from the beginning. But they don't say, say that anymore. Pardon me. Yeah. I, I eat Chinese food for lunch. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw today that like a 12 year old girl just dropped dead on like playing soccer and that was a heart attack. And I guess those kind of things can happen like you've made mention of before, but. Seems like it's happening a lot more all the time, you know, 25 year old healthy people. And, you know, how my optometrist was like, yeah, a friend of ours, he's in his 50s, but he's in super great shape. And they just found him dead on a hiking trail. I'm like, fuck, you know, like, and he had the vaccine. And, you know, I don't know, man. 
Uh, I don't remember uh, what this next video is, but just go ahead and play it, and then we'll talk about it. Well, it's Joe Biden, so it should be pretty funny at some level. Byrne was a parliamentary library, a keeper of the institution of the Senate, and he was the institution itself. But to me, and many people here today, like guys I see, Bill Bradley and Jim Sasser, who long left the Senate for greener pastures, and I hope better remuneration. We used to kid about that too, but I, uh, for a lot of us, he was a friend, and he was a mentor, and he was a guide. And if you keep Robert that, C. Bur oh, does it just loop? Nope, nope, your sound went out. Mute, unmute. Yeah, I, I, I mute go. the videos now whenever they come on because somebody's bitching about the feedback. Um, uh, yeah, that's probably smart. But yeah, so that picture at the end of him holding hands with Robert C. Bird, I believe that's Joe Manchin standing behind them. I'm not 100% sure, but I haven't heard anybody ask about what the hell he's doing there, too. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, so anybody who thinks Joe Biden isn't a racist hasn't been paying attention. I mean, he's said all kinds of outlandish things and... He used to hang out with Strom Thurmond and Robert Byrd. He looked up to him and idolized him and all that shit, which you can find videos of him saying. And, you know, what do you think those guys talked about when the subject of minorities or, you know, specifically black people came up? Do you think they were like, we really need to figure out a way to help the black community? Or do you think they're <laughs> like, these freaking N-words need to, if they would just, you know, whatever. I'm sure those that, that was more along the lines of what they, they said, you know. Um, anyway. I just find him to be absolutely disgusting on so many levels. I it, I have to I have a very hard time uh, with our president. Yep, he's a piece him. of shit. <laughs> yeah, he sure is, buddy. Um, so what, now what we it, can move on to uh, trans kid shit, or just trans people in general. Uh, the number of of male prisoners in federal prison who are signing up to say that they're female to get to move into female prisons versus the number of people in a female prison who are saying that they're male. Those numbers are interesting. Yeah. I think so that's... either one of these that you want to play uh, are both sort of on the same subject. Okay. People so far have been trans. That's not it, right? That's oh, yeah, 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 it is. It is. Sorry. Approximately 40. And how many people have gone from the female to the male prison? Zero. And how many more are they? There are 287 pending applications. To go from the male prison to female prison? 33.8% mm -hmm. of that 287 are registered sex offenders, meaning this is not their first offense or a sex crime. So you think some of these people are doing this on purpose, mm -hmm. come to the female prison? Yes, with bad intentions. Do you think this number will grow over the next few years as more people find out that they can have this option mm -hmm. to go into the female prison? Absolutely. There are very few reasons why someone wouldn't want to take advantage of that. To be forcefully housed with a serial rapist is extremely callous and abusive. What it's done is provided the same privileges, the same opportunities to predator and victim. So no one is safe, just made the victim pool bigger. I mean, dude, how absolutely disgusting is that, that they would subject these women to such a thing 
I said and, federal prison, and that was just in California, those numbers. Yeah. And I've heard about that kind of stuff for a while now, but, you know, it's like, it's like when we're kids, you know, everyone's like, what superpower would you have? And, you know, inevitably boys are like, I would be invisible so I could go to the girls locker room, you know, <laughs> like, like that's the kind of shit you say when you're a kid. But now these people are genuinely not only just spying on these women and being able to see them naked, but they, they have access to them and they're already in prison and they're, it's just, it's so fucking gross and vile that they would allow that to happen. And, and what judge signs off on that? How does that make any sense at all that they would allow that, you know, ah, you got a penis, but you want to be a woman. So you're fine. Get in there. You know, I mean, be good. Yeah. Don't you stick your penis. We know you're, we know you're, uh, you know, you've got a record for it and you've raped several women, but we trust that you're not going to now that you're, it's literally like letting a wolf into the hen house and being like, don't you kill them chickens. All right, I'm going to lock this door. You guys be good. See you in the morning. Sweet dreams. Yeah, dude. I mean, how? You know, that's the kind of thing you hear and you're like, that can't be true. And you look at it, you find out that is true. And well, that's that, the that America leads, we live in now. That leads nicely into this next video because this is a girl who said that's not true. And we'll hear about what happened to her. Okay. My name's Jess, and I have a story that I think every parent needs to hear. I'm a teacher in Southern California, and I was just fired for vo vocalizing to my district that I would not let male genitals into the female locker room. How is that safe? Where do we draw the line? Most of all, where are the fired up mothers and fathers who don't want this corruption coming upon their children? I am seeking justice on this as the district has decided to release me from employment because they could not accommodate my religious beliefs. Isn't that, yeah. isn't, isn't that like part of the constitution? You can have whatever religious belief you want. I, I think so. Yeah. But you know, it's California, dude. They're, and it's not you in California, but it's the people who are running California that I assume the people who make these decisions are not even in elected positions. They're probably like, you know, people that are hired by people in elected positions that are like, hey, you run this organization. So then the elected people can be like, hey, we're just following what the organization says. Right. Like we don't, we ain't got nothing to do with nothing. We're all innocent. And and it also begs the question: like Gavin Newsom seriously thinks he's going to run for president. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't corrupt and voting wasn't completely just um, compromised, why would he even consider running? Like I know he's you know, but there's so many things that if if it was legitimate, that they could be like, hey. This guy screwed his best friend's wife. He's done this in California. He got all these millions for homeless people and then bought five trailers with them. Because um, that's, a, that's a legitimate thing. Like the California government was given just tens of millions of dollars and they literally bought five trailers um, for, the homeless, for the homeless population in California. They didn't do anything with the money except probably stick it in their own pocket. I mean, there's just so many examples of why Gavin Newsom is a complete piece of shit. And he has to know that 
that that would all come out if he was to run for president, not just in a lo- you know local level, but all through the country. And if if he didn't know, like, well, it doesn't matter because we're just going to steal it like we do every election. Um, why would he even run? You know, I don't know. I mean, I I think that he does know that it can be stolen, and so I don't think that he's that worried about it. I think he was. I, I think he's similar to Biden in that he was put in place and he knows that as long as he does what his handlers tell him to do or what whoever, you know, that he and his family will have money and safety. Yeah, I was talking to a guy about it last night about Biden, how, you know, just the fact that people and maybe they just don't know because people are pretty ignorant you know, about a lot of things, but how do they believe that Joe Biden got 81 million legitimate votes, the most in history by far. And, and he campaigned out of his basement every once in a while. And half the time he said something completely nonsensical or outright stupid. And yeah, he just, people hated Trump so much, even though Trump got 10 million more votes than he did in the last election. And, you know, he's such a racist, but he got more votes than any Republican candidate since 1960 from minorities. Um, It just fucking boggles my mind, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they did the the mail-in thing, because they knew that that was the only way that they could cheat and actually get away with it. They knew that they couldn't do what they did, what they tried to do in 16, which is like, you know, flood the they knew that by mailing in votes, they could just fill out thousands of them on their own. And I don't know if like actually names that we've heard of before were sitting around filling out ballots, but they probably hired 10 college kids and they were like, Hey, you got to sign this NDA and you're going to sit here for eight hours and we'll give you uh, $500 or whatever. And you're just filling out ballots all night and you can never fucking tell anybody. Well, speaking of conspiracies in that vein, like I heard somebody talk, maybe I was listening to X-22 report on my way home last night, but <clears throat> sometimes it's hard for me to focus on what he's saying, um, especially if I'm driving or something. But he said that like 71% of voters in East Palestine, Ohio, or in that area, um, they were all like Trump supporters. And the conspiracy or what he was saying is like, well, if they're really sick come election time, they won't be able to vote and all that. And I don't know if that's far fetched or not, but, you know, that guy's pretty smart. And even if I can't follow him sometimes, it's because I'm probably not as smart as him. And that's why I can't. But um, I mean, that kind of makes sense. And and all the I, I think all the places that have been affected in this last week or two by all these chemical spills have been in Trump supported areas. And I don't know if you, um, do you watch any mainstream media anymore? Are they talking about this shit at all? Or are they putting a clever spin on it? I don't watch any of it, but no, I, as far as I know, um, no, I know my grandma hadn't heard of any of it. That's my test of like what's in the news, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we got three more here. Which one do you want to go with first? Um, the one with the bed thing on it. This is totally random and off the wall, but I just saw it and I want to talk about it. Okay.
Yeah, you get the idea. I just thought that was cool, and I also imagined terrible scenarios where my foot's hanging off the side of the bed and gets chopped off <laughs> by my earthquake box, or just like a girl using a vibrator or something, because it says it has sensors in it that senses vibrations, and it's like... I'm just trying to, I'm just a girl trying to pleasure myself before I go to sleep. And now I'm stuck in this fucking box. <laughs> anyway, well, how big of an earthquake does it have to be? I wonder before that thing shuts on you. Cause I, I don't know. Think... Yeah. It's just like one calm one that like rattles the dishes a little bit. And you're like, fucking let me out, dude. Yeah. We have earthquakes apparently every single day, but most of them are so small that you don't feel them. I have felt a few. It is kind of, unnerving they don't last very long at all but um, we've had earthquakes here in kansas dude multiple yeah. since i've lived here apparently it's like i don't know the science or i don't know if any of this is true but uh fracking in like oklahoma and texas and stuff like that is blamed a lot on earthquakes in kansas but i don't know if that's a accurate connection or not yeah, as I was watching it, I was like, God, would I rather just die in the earthquake than be trapped in this thing for a significant amount of time? Like, you're just literally in a coffin. I, I assume you can get out. There's got to be a way to let yourself out after the danger's over or whatever. I mean, you can't just count on some dumbass to come along and find you. Or, I mean, there's got to be a safety valve or something. I don't know. To get air. I don't know. Yeah, looked, I don't know either. Awful. I just saw it and I was like, well, we have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who are these dicks on here? Is that all right? That so the the non-Congress looking one, the one that's the military press conference guy is uh, I can't think of his name. He's like the, our, the leader of the Pentagon or some bullshit. But he's talking about he said the quote, um, Russia is on NATO's doorstep right now. So he's insinuating that NATO is standing there with their guns guarding a line of some kind and Russia is like moving towards them. And then this reporter asks like, well, hey, aren't you moving NATO towards Russia? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, so you're putting yourselves on. Anyway, you can play it. We'll listen to him talk. Okay. Army is on NATO. Uh, the, the Russian army is at NATO's doorstep. Is because NATO has expanded, rather than the, the Russians expanding. That, in other words, NATO has moved closer to Russia rather than Russia moving closer to NATO. Is that not an accurate way to look at this? I think that's the way President Putin probably looks at it. It's certainly not but the way that we look at it. You don't. You don't think that NATO has expanded eastward toward Russia? NATO has expanded, okay. and, and the expansion so the has reason, been a good thing for. So the reason that the Russian army is at NATO's doorstep is not the fault of the Russian army. Not the. It's not the Russian army that's done it. It's NATO has moved closer to move east. I'm pretty east. sure it wasn't NATO who was ordering, you know, upwards of 15 battalion tactical groups to within 10 kilometers of the border with Ukraine, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't NATO who put little green men inside Ukraine to destabilize okay. Eastern well, I'm states. I'm pretty sure that Ukraine is not a member of NATO. So unless that's changed. It's not, it's not okay. changed, but I'm so, pretty sure the movement by Russia is has NATO, has, If NATO has moved east, the reason that the Russian army is closer or on NATO's doorstep is because NATO moved. Not NATO is not an, an anti-Russia alliance. NATO is a security alliance. For 50 years, it was an anti-Soviet alliance. So do you, not understand it, so do you not understand how, or can you not even see, 
how the Russians would perceive it as a, as a threat. And the fact that it keeps getting closer to their border while their troops, I mean, the, the places where their troops are, you say their troops are and may, may have been in Ukraine and Georgia, are not NATO members. I don't have, I'm not going to pretend to know what goes in President Putin's mind or Russian military commanders. I mean, okay. I barely got a history degree at the University of South Florida. What I can tell you is that, is that uh, NATO is a defensive alliance. It remains. He's just, it's just more bullshit, you know? It's like, Russia's coming to get us. And we're like, isn't Russia in the exact same spot? And they're like, yeah, and we're running towards them. They're coming to get us. Yeah, he, he reminded me of, like, somebody from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, except he was in, like, a military suit. He's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm barely <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't understand a lot about what the hell they were talking about, to be completely honest with you. Well, now if you want to switch gears, we can talk about COVID a little bit, because this next video is uh, it's long, and we don't have to watch all of it, but it's Rand Paul uh, interviewing this lady from, I think, Johns Hopkins, uh, whatever Johns Hopkins is. I know it's a hospital. It might be, is it a school also? Yeah, uh, medical school. Yeah, either way, it's uh, him talking to this lady and he says some interesting facts and says some cool shit. So I thought that would be a good one to end on. It's uh, if you want to keep talking for a few minutes before we play it, we can do that. But whatever you want. Um, I think we've talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Um, or we can play it and then talk for a minute if you want to talk afterwards. Or yeah. you can feel free to pause it with any... Questions. interesting tidbits or questions or whatever all right thank you uh dr zanton are you uh, pro-choice with regard to patients making individualized medical choices broadly thank you yes are you uh, aware that your university is uh, doesn't allow choice with regard to vaccination, that you require all of your students to have three vaccines in order to be students? Okay, yes. So it's sort of choice, but not so much when regarding vaccination. Um, are you aware of the increased risk of myocarditis with the COVID vaccine, particularly with successive COVID vaccinations in uh, males between the ages of 16 and 24? Um, Senator, thank you for the question. I'm prepared to talk about the nursing crisis and well, that we have yeah. vaccine requirements across the board for well, a lot here's, of Here's the problem. If you exclude everybody from being a nurse who believes in basic immunology, you're going to include a lot of smart people, people who believe that you can get immunity from both vaccination as well as infection. And if you say, well, we're just not going to take the people who believe in that old-fashioned infection thing, providing immunity, we're only going to take the people who will do as they're told. I mean, do you think individuals should be treated the same uh, when they come to the emergency room? If you've got an 18-year-old with chest pain and a 68-year-old obese diabetic with chest pain, do you think they get treated the same in the emergency room? There are differences based on age. We used to always make differences even on the flu vaccine. We, 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 we advised it for people at risk. We've, we've done this forever. This is the first time we've done it, and we're now doing it with an experimental vaccine, one that's not been approved. Do you think that prior infection affects your immunity? Senator, I'm, I'm not... I don't make the choices about the vaccinations. That's at Johns Hopkins University. Right, course, but you're so. a leader at Johns Hopkins University, and you could well have your opinion stated. Dr. Marty McCary is there, and Dr. Marty McCary has been very active in this. 
he has looked at the uh, incidence of myocarditis and he says it's 28 times more likely to get myocarditis from the vaccine than from COVID for a particular cohort of young men. Uh, women it also applies to, but more men than women. I assume you have men and women in your nursing program. This is a big deal and it might, it might affect, it affects the Marines, it affects everybody else. We finally fixed it with the Marines. We're not making them do it anymore. But the thing is, is you're at a, in a, an institution of higher learning. We should have questions. And I know sometimes we have to do as we're told, but you're also dean of the school. You have a voice. And we should be curious about things. In Britain, France, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, they don't have university mandates on this. Some countries don't recommend it for children at all. There really is a debate and discussion. You can have an opposite debate, but if you believe in choice, when something has a debate and there's arguments on both sides, you'd give people the choice. So the CDC did a study of a million patients. That's a pretty big study. It's an observational study, but it's a large study. And they asked, what are the chances that you will go to the hospital? And they divided it into different groups. One group was vaccination. And it showed a 20 times, and this has been repeated a lot, 20 times lowering of your rate of going to the hospital if you've been vaccinated. And I think most people accept that. Now, it doesn't stop transmission. So when you mandate this, you can't make any arguments about protecting other people. It's only about you at this point. But what they also found in this study of a million people was that people who had not been vaccinated but had been infected on a prior occasion by COVID were 57 times less likely to go, likely to, go to the hospital. So it really, it isn't an argument against vaccination. I mean, you haven't been infected, you ought to be vaccinated, but you ought to have a choice. You're not giving people any choice, and actually this applies to all your universities, none of your universities, I think you all mandate three vaccines. And frankly, I think the literature actually shows it to be malpractice. That's why you should all have a voice in this. Um, a large study in Israel shows that the rate of myocarditis among vaccinated is about one in 3,000 to one in 6,000. There's another, another study that shows it's 40 times greater. So between 28 and 40 times. And this isn't an argument against vaccination. It's an argument for thinking and, and understanding that people of different ages could respond differently. And so my hope, and what I would offer to all of you is that people should speak up. We are living in a world where everybody sticks their head in the sand and says, do as you're told, take three vaccines. And there are people with myocarditis that are seriously ill. Currently, I mean, think about this. Here's a question. Your 15-year-old kid has had, has had COVID, takes the vaccine, and has myocarditis enough to be hospitalized. What would you do? Would you give him another vaccine? Thank you. I'm, I'm not, I will take into consideration what you've said, and I'll bring it back. To well, it's an individual decision, and you ought to be able to answer. At least be honest and look backwards. I cut it there. He, he goes on for another minute or so, but... Yeah, I like yeah, I mean, he, he said something that made a lot of sense to me. Like if if you've got all these smart people in there, it's definitely, you know, cases of myocarditis and everything else. And there's a very strong argument against the vaccine. Why would they still be allowed to mandate it just because the other half is like, no, we say this. And it's like, well, we're just as fucking qualified as you. How come? How come what you say goes and what we say doesn't mean shit? I mean, that's what bothered me from day one about this stuff is like, well, you've got all these people who are accredited. They're not just nutbags, you know, like the Capitol Hill, the doctors on the Capitol Hill steps, you know, when this all first started, I was like, well, those people didn't seem like nuts to me. They're qualified people. They've treated COVID patients. 
how come we we can't listen to them? That's misinformation and all this bullshit. I mean, if there wasn't something larger going on here than just people's health. Here's a I have a prediction. I predict that in the next five years and it might happen quicker than that, but I think that we'll find out the actual numbers of who was totally healthy, got COVID and then died because of it. Because right now they say, you know, we've lost a million people because of COVID. And I would be willing to bet that at least 75%, if not 90 something percent of them were people that were, not doing well ahead of time, like would have probably died in the next week or two. Anyway, a lot of them were well over 80. They were still counting, you know, a 90 year old dies in her sleep and they're like, well, but she did have COVID. Yeah. And it's like, is that what killed her though? Or was it that she was 90 and had all these other problems? Like, I think eventually we'll, we'll find a number and I bet it's probably in the tens of thousands, which is still a lot, but that's less than flu numbers and shit. You know, that's not a shut down the world death number. Yeah. I mean, even if it was just the United States, that'd be a low number when you consider all the entire population. But if it's worldwide, it's next to nothing, literally, you know, of people who, we're sick, we're healthy one day and then they got COVID and freaking died from it. I mean, it's not what it's made out. It's not what they've made it out to be. And I don't think it ever was. And there's been a lot of people saying that. And that's why they came up with like long COVID and stuff because they were like, look, even though this is not killing you the way that we said it would stuff might smell weird for months. And people are just like, you know, don't disrespect my long COVID. Like, yeah. please go get vaccinated or whatever. And it's like, dude, you're like sickness has been around forever. And I've had the same smell symptoms previously when I was a little kid. I remember I couldn't eat ketchup for like weeks one time because I had a cold for a few days. And then once I got my sense of smell back, ketchup smelled weird. Like all I could smell was like the vinegar in it or something. I don't know what it was, but I I swore off ketchup until one day it just didn't smell weird anymore. And then I <laughs> ate ketchup again. But that's exactly what happened to me when I got my smell and taste back when I had COVID last year or the year before or whatever. So yeah. I know it's like something that's been around before or something similar, you know. It's not like this novel, crazy, fucking kill us all disease. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say that I'm, I never got a, a COVID positive test or anything. So I'm not even 100% sure that I ever had COVID. But when this all first happened, I did get sick in a way that I've never gotten sick before. And it seems like ever since then, now when I get like, you know, and I've also got a four-year-old and they're like Petri dishes as far as germs and shit the kids they hang out with and, you know, classes and all that stuff. But, um, but now when I get sick, it does hang on forever. Like if I get a cough, it's, it, it just sticks in my chest for forever. I've still got a little bit of it right now. Um, when I was in Dallas a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, actually now, but I lost my voice for my last two shows and I was able to pull it off, but it was freaking hard and it just kind of happened out of nowhere. And whenever I get something like that, it does hang on. So I don't know if that's considered long COVID. Um, 
or if that's a symptom of it. And I've often wondered like if the Chinese unleashed us on the world and in part to become the superpower and all that shit, you know, maybe they did put something in the COVID virus because I don't like when people call it a disease because it's not a disease, it's a virus. Um, at least to my knowledge it is. Maybe they did put something in there that's going to fuck us up long term or, you know, I don't know. But I'm also yeah. of the opinion that that they mainly did this to steal the election and to, to you know, force their yeah. will upon people. And I don't know. I, I agree that it was probably done <clears throat> because of the election. But if if what you say is is right and I have zero proof that it is, but right. we can go with it for a minute. Like China has like three, maybe net four now times as many people as America has. So if they're like, look, we're putting out a disease, it's going to fucking kill 10% of people all over the world. But our 10% is going to leave us with way more people than America will have. So if we do that four or five times, next thing we know, there's only 10 million people in America. We've still got hundreds of millions of people and we can fucking you know rule the world fly our planes over there yeah we can take over the world yeah well it sure seems like they've been putting their ducks in a row for a long time and and buying up huge chunks of farmland and in uh america and all that stuff which i don't i mean i guess everybody has their price but i don't know why you would sell to these guys in the first place i don't know man there's a lot of things i don't know I, i do know i know that i don't care who the guy is. If, if somebody comes up to me and offers me a million dollars, I'm probably going to fucking take it Yeah, because I'm broke, you know? So, I mean, I would be that shithead. That's like, yeah, I sold my farm to a Chinese guy, like, but I'm fucking rich. So yeah, who really loses, you know, like he seemed like a nice enough guy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I always think we're going to run out of shit to talk about because we could talk for three hours about all this stuff. Um, right. But we got to wrap it up. Um, where are you going to be this weekend anywhere? No, I don't. I have nothing this weekend. Uh, next weekend, I'm doing uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas on Friday. And then uh, uh, I'm featuring a show in Wichita on Saturday at a bar. That's what I miss about being in Kansas. Like these, you know, I assume the Pittsburgh gig is probably a pretty decent one-nighter and, you know, there's no really like good paying one-nighters around here. The one I did last night is a fun show and I'm glad I was able to do 45 because I haven't done it in a minute, but it didn't pay great. But when I was in Wichita, when I was in Kansas, there was always like something like, hey, you want to go do this gig? It pays 500 bucks. It's two hours from your house. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go do that, you know? Yeah, um, sell T-shirts and make eight hundred dollars and be home, you know, before midnight and shit. That was awesome. Yeah, no, that's yeah. those are my favorite. Where it's like a two-hour drive, and uh, granted, it's like I think four and a half hours or something to to Pittsburgh, Kansas, from Wichita. It might only be three. Regardless, it's not. Uh, it's gonna suck to drive home. But I did Illinois last weekend and we left. I took a nap during the day on Saturday and we left after the show Saturday night. We left at like 1130 p.m. and I got home at like 830 in the morning or something, but made it all night, you know, stopped to pee and get gas and coffee up several times. But yeah, yeah. I'm, 
I miss those gigs, especially when I was drinking and younger. Those were really fun. You'd go and the show would usually be pretty good because it'd be in some town where they didn't normally have that kind of shit. And you were kind of a rock star for a night and you get all wasted and, you know, Make I, that's out how the hot girl, the hottest I, girl in fucking <laughs> at least hot when you're Illinois. At least hot when you're drunk. I remember making out with some girl one time when I was wasted and like calling her the next time I came through town to do it and seeing her sober and being like, you don't look the same at all. <laughs> I wonder how many times that people have thought that about you, though. I remember yeah. I, I woke up with a girl after what I considered to be an amazing night. And I remember her looking at me and being like, <laughs> and i was like oh she did the face to me like damn it yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i forgot what i was gonna say but it probably wasn't that important um that's where i learned that, that's where i learned to headline dude was doing those kind of one-nighters when elliot three hooked me up to, i forget the booker's name but i had like 20 good minutes and i would just go and drink and talk to the crowd and that's where i figured out like how to do crowd work and stretch my 20 minutes into 45 to an hour and were those like topeka and lawrence shows i remember one was in kirksville missouri at the golden spike that was a great show i did like an applause i did like a uh what i always forget what it is but like an encore yeah an encore they brought me back and like brought they sent around like a hat to give me tips and shit it was great yeah that is awesome i love when things go well in small towns but yeah. I still, Illinois is still eating at me because I know that those people both nights are still talking to each other, being like, that was kind of a weird show, huh? <laughs> that guy wasn't as good as some of the other people we've seen. But yeah. whatever, it's over now. They all like me well enough, I suppose. Which is another good thing about those kind of shows, even if they suck. Eh, yeah, know. it's like, who the fuck are they going to tell? Yeah, who cares? All right, buddy. It was good talking to you, and uh, we'll talk soon, and I'll let you know when this is up and all that business. All right, and real quick before we go, if you're watching this and you don't fucking hate it and you're not embarrassed by us, then please share us on something. Just share a link. Feel free to screen record a minute or whatever and just post it. Just tag one of us in it, and we'll share it too, and let's fucking get an audience yeah absolutely and last thing is i will be at hyenas this weekend in fort worth four shows and it's one of my favorite clubs in the country so come check me out there with my buddy kurt fletcher and uh yeah that's it right on all right bye everybody later dude bye, bye buddy oh where's the oh <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. Nonsense. Episode 26. Good Lord. We've done 26 of these already. And he's right. If you enjoy these, please share them. And, uh, you know, don't don't worry about what people think. I know that's not always easy to do, but um, the truth needs to get out there. And Mike and I don't know the facts necessarily about every single thing, but we do have opinions on a lot of things and we see a lot of things that are like, well, why doesn't this make the news? You know, this seems pretty relevant. Um, and I, I think that we're in a very dangerous um, time in this country and in the world. So uh, if you guys agree with that, share it and, and uh, you know, let's become, uh, I don't know, it's hard these days because it, everything is so censored and I never thought that would happen in America, but it sure has. Anyway, as always, going to make it happen, M-A-C-A-N, it happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. 
and uh believe that's it i'll be at hyenas this weekend i hope to see some of you and let me know if you watch the podcast and that's it god bless all of you and take care goodbye